Welcome to Court Screws and Contracts. I'm Wyatt Wallace. And I'm Jennifer Hamrick. And uh, we put this podcast together to really give everyone a little bit more information about buying their own home or investing in real estate. And today we have something extra special for us, but go ahead, Jennifer. What do we recommend everyone do uh, when they're listening to this podcast? We encourage everyone to grab a glass of wine to talk real estate with us. Today we are drinking Menage a Trois, which is a California red wine. Mm. Fantastic, wonderful. Today we have Kate Condon, the COO of Organize 65, uh, COO being Chief Organizing Officer. Uh, Her business focuses on closets, pantries, garages, attic spaces, anywhere that you need some organization, as well as move management. So she's there to help sellers get their homes ready to sell or to pack them up after they've already sold. And she's there for home buyers on the move and to set up efficient systems to get right um, at the start. Kate Condon, thank you for being with us today. I am so happy to be here. Thank you for having me. Oh my gosh. So. How is it that uh, being in the organizational field uh, came to mind? Well, I actually was a teacher for 11 years. And I don't know if that was kind of where that started. You have to kind of be organized to run a classroom well and for it to run efficiently. So I feel like this has been in my bones for years and I'm very organized with my own things, my own closet, my DVDs are alphabetized. So I feel like it's always been a part of who I was and I've been helping friends do it for years. I mean, when people move, I am all about helping them get stuff in the right place and organizing their closets. I've been helping people for years. So this past summer when I was thinking about the possibility of this being a career, it was it was so much more obvious thinking back to all the different ways that I've been doing it for years and years and years. So it just seemed like the obvious thing to do because I have a knack for it. I just didn't realize that it could be a profession. <laughs> so my understanding is that you are not from Nashville, but that you moved I here. I am not. Is the- anybody? No. <laughs> true, true. Okay. True, true. <laughs> but the uh, name of your company was inspired by your move to Nashville. It is. I lived for 10 years in the suburbs of Chicago, and basically the interstate that got me here was Interstate 65, which people in Nashville know well because it runs right through the heart of Nashville. So it just seemed perfect that I would name my company Organize 65 because I went out on a leap of faith and just decided to move from Chicago to Nashville and Interstate 65 got me here. So it just seemed like it was the right fit for my name. Oh yeah, it's known well, especially during this rush hour. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. My goodness. So um, I guess the, <laughs> I love it. I saw a meme the other day about uh, uh, how cool it is to have all these gadgets and, and phones and, and things these days. But the coolest thing when we were kids was having that 64 Crayola box. Oh, for sure. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. What is the adult version of a 64 Crayola box with the organization that you do? <laughs> Um, oh gosh, that's a great question. Well, f- for me, it would it would be along those same lines, putting 
anything in color order. Okay. Like I will, in my own closet, for sure, everything is in color order. I do that a, a lot for clients if, it, if it's the system that works for them, but putting things in color order, there's just something visually pleasing about that. So, I mean, I guess for me, that's what the equivalent, equivalent would be. <laughs> that's awesome. We, we toured, uh, previewed a house just last week, uh, and sure enough, the closet, color order. Mm -hmm. And you notice it, it stands out. It was impressive. Impressive. And in, 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 in the option or the opportunity or the, the great thing that comes from that is the person that's looking to buy that says, wow, this person color organizes their closet. Imagine what else is taking care of mm -hmm. at this property. It almost gives you a security about buying the home because you're like, well, this, they've really taken yeah. care of If their they're home. this OCD, how wonderfully kept is everything else. Right. But on the other hand, if you are the person living in that closet, or this is my argument anyway, I know where something is. I am not losing valuable time trying to search for that red shirt that's it might be on a dry cleaning hanger tucked in the back corner. I know that it's not because I know it's in the red section of my closet. So I'm, I get that time back because it was put away right the first time. You're not the girl in the morning time where they're throwing their clothes everywhere looking right. for the right thing to wear because you know where it is. Right, exactly. <laughs> Uh, uh, to in that vein, I guess, you know, since you have different kinds of uh, levels of cleanliness by people or their, their organizational skills, um, what kind of clients do you see that come to you? Are they people that are, you know, business people or, or people that, you know, I don't know, I guess I just moved out of college and I kind of want a better thing organizing because my girlfriend's coming over and she expects things. Right. You know? Or people that just don't know how to organize themselves, whether there are any, you mm -hmm. know, anybody out there. That's the great thing about this job, or at least for me, my clientele is so different from, from day to day. I will have a client who maybe they are trying to move out of a house that they've lived in for 41 years of marriage and life, and they are at the point where they're moving into a nursing home. I'm trying to help them downsize and figure out what to keep, and that's such a big transition of their life. So for them, it's not this glorious splurge where they're gonna be walking into this luxe closet every day, but I'm, in, I'm there for them in a huge transition of their life. That might be one day, and then the next day, I am in that luxe closet helping somebody organize their 400 pairs of stilettos. But then the next day, I'm at someone who's a brand new home buyer. I'm helping them unpack boxes. I'm just trying to give them some pointers on, you really need to have your spatulas next to your stove. It, it could be something so small that, so my clientele just changes so much from day to day that, or at least for me, I'm sure some companies have a lot of higher end celebrities or maybe they're always working in big glorious homes but i love that that's not who i am i it changes from day to day because so many different types of people need this kind of help so uh going back to the people that might be downsizing sometimes people really get attached to certain items mm -hmm. in their home um 
because they've had them for so long, they don't know how to live without it. It might not be anything they use every day, but they don't know how to live without it. Um, how do you deal with situations like that? Well, I think that the biggest thing is that you have to go in without judgment mm -hmm. that, and with almost like this kind demeanor of understanding, I understand that you, that we're going through this process together. Um, I'll give you an example of a client. I, I did have someone who was downsizing and was basically were getting rid of memories. Now what's funny is this client had already moved into this smaller home, but on the moving out end, she was not mentally, emotionally ready to get rid of everything. So now everything's in boxes. I'm with her on this end of it, and we would undo boxes, and, and two funny things happened. Just the presence of a neutral party, me, she was like, yep, I'm, I'm ready to get rid of this. Yep, you're right, this needs to go. And I'd be in the other room going, I didn't say anything. She'd be like, nope, you're right, it needs to go. There's something about a neutral party there to that you realize you're spending the money to have someone come in and do this work with you. So something about my presence is motivating. And then for two, I'm giving small suggestions. I'm not demanding that they do something. I'm not requesting that they purge it. I'm merely giving suggestions. So like she had this whole box full of pictures, like years and years of family memories. I can't ask her to get rid of those. So I just asked the question, is it the picture that you love in this or is it the whole frame? Because if it's the whole frame, keep that one. Mm -hmm. But if it's just the picture, Let's start opening some of these picture frames and just getting the pictures out. We made so much progress. We got rid of bulk because she just, the picture is what, the, what she wanted. It's the memory that she wanted. We took so many frames to Goodwill that day because she was able to admit that the only thing she cared about was the, the picture, not the frame. Wow. But think about how much bulk that is. Right. Or think about how freeing that is to watch all of that get out of her, her tiny space that she just moved into, that now she had boxes and boxes that were emptied because I made one small suggestion. So that's almost like a start to get into bigger stuff. Correct. Okay. Oh. And that's so, the, it, that is what it is. It's, it's like, it's you're compressing the good and allowing mm -hmm. more freedom because they're not carrying all those things mm -hmm. along with. And then the next step would be, um, let's say that she still feels like when we get all these boxes undone, she still feels like she has too much clutter. The next step, let's say two weeks down the line, I would offer to her, they have amazing programs where you can scan in all your pictures. If you think that you are ready to actually physically get rid of the picture, let's scan it and make it into a picture book. I mean, there's so much technology that helps you do something like that. You can do the same thing with your kids' artwork that you have all this stuff coming home from school and you feel bad throwing it away. There are so many programs or apps or companies where you scan in their artwork and you make it a part of a book, but you're physically throwing away that construction paper snowman that ended up taking up so much space. So it's kind of a, a, a process. And you have to be okay with the fact that they're not ready to, to do that. 
Be sure to register for our investor seminar coming March 28th, where you can see Jennifer and me live and in person in the Nashville, Tennessee area. Uh, location and time to be determined. Check that out on the website. We'll have tips on flips and buy and holds, as well as a hard money investor. Again, that's March 28th. And you can check that out on the website at corkscrewsandcontracts.com. taken some notes from and noticed that there's been a big um, uh, realization of organization going mm -hmm. on in, in America, around the world probably, yep. uh, even some things on, on social media, Netflix, and, mm -hmm. and so forth. What's going on there? We are taking over the world. <laughs> <laughs> I swear, it is the it thing right now. It's so funny. And especially as someone being somewhat new to it anyway, like I'm not quite at a year of being involved in this. Yeah. That was even before it became so huge, and now it's just has taken over. It's so fun to watch. And I just don't, at this point, I have yet to, to find the negative of that, I just think it's so. I think it's so awesome that it's it's so in the light. And even if somebody doesn't think that they need me, I love the fact that I know that out there people are getting organized. I think it's been so much fun. I checked out at the container store the other day, oh. and she said um, something to the likes of, "Boy, organization has just kind of taken over, hasn't it?" That's like. Yep, because I made the comment that I was in the business of organization as opposed to just someone checking out with my own stuff. But <laughs> she's like, man, it has taken over. It That makes me happy. <laughs> so we're agents, and he's an investor. How can this really benefit our clients or him as an investor, um, you know, the organization? What... At what point should we bring you in, and how can it help you know through the process of it buying or selling homes? Mm -hmm. I think that's a great question because I feel like I I play a role in or I could play a role in in multiple ways because if you are trying to sell someone's home and they have either accumulated a lot of clutter or maybe they are in that that stage of they're just not ready to get rid of things, I would be coming in on the selling end, trying to get them organized, um, decluttering things, because then the home looks better to sell. And in the end, if me coming in helps you sell your home that much faster, then it's worth the investment of having me come out on that end. Um, and then kind of in the in-between stage, I would love to reach out to real estate agents and um, basically offer my time to give as a gift almost. That a lot of times real estate agents will give their home buyers a gift, like thank you so much for your business. I want a real estate agent to give me as a gift mm. that everyone could give a vase of flowers or a framed picture of you in front of your new home. But if you give two hours of my time to your home buyer as a gift, then that's just something unique and it's something they can really use. And then obviously, I would love to be able to have a real estate agent say, hey, I know of this 
great organizer, you, you might want to look into having her. Because a, home, a homeowner who just has newly bought a home is probably saying, do you know a good painter? Do you know a good electrician? Do you know a good handyman? Do you know a good, well, I'm hoping that they're asking, do you know a good organizer? And I want to be that person. So I feel like I get to play a role in both ends of it. Mm-hmm. Or at least I'm hoping. <laughs> well, and it's hard for agents to figure out like what is a good, because, well, let me backtrack. I personally like the gift to really be something that's valuable to the client, that fits the client's needs, um, instead of just like giving a bottle of champagne to each client. I mm-hmm. like it to be a personable gift. Right. So um, it's great to know that that's an option out there mm-hmm. that is valuable to people. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Well, and I question. feel like if you, um, let's say a, a real estate agent offers that as the gift at the closing of a home or something like that, really that person then can choose to have me come to their old home that they're leaving and get them all packed up, or they can choose to use me in the new home that they're going to and getting them started on the right foot in their new home. And it takes so much stress out of the process Mm -hmm. because people get stressed out buying a home and no matter, agents try to keep that to a minimum, Mm -hmm. but this is just another way we can do that. Yeah, absolutely. One of the things that it makes me nervous about, and we talked about earlier, is having someone come in and, you know, you obviously ought to, um, work from a place of no judgment on what it is that you have going there. You're kind of, you know, like a technician, uh, a person who is skilled and knowledgeable, and you say, here's what I see and how we can improve it. Well, let's talk some more about how you don't judge me about how messy I am. <laughs> Okay, I'm just going to let that out there right now. Oh, I absolutely am incredibly honored that I get to be in that role because it is a very vulnerable place to be. It's amazing to me that when I walk into homes, how many times I will hear something like that where they'll say, well, I'm not always this messy or don't judge me because or that... I know it's bad, but that, that my job is, that's not my job. My job is to make your life better. So if you're, if you feel like your space is really bad, yeah. you're going to love me all that more, wow. all that much more because obviously you trust me to come into your home. And some of these spaces that I'm walking into, they feel like they have to apologize for it. But that's, that's why my job exists is because people have gifts in some other way and this isn't it that's why they seek me out because my gift is to then take all of that and create a system that works for you so i you'd be really surprised how many people start with i know it's bad but don't judge me or you know don't tell anybody somebody the other day said can I make you sign a non-disclosure? You cannot tell anybody who ba- how bad my place oh, no. is. But I mean, and that's why some people um, some people don't ever post a before picture when they. I mean, we're kind of going to the social media end of it, but yeah. they don't post befores because they don't want anybody to know how how bad it was before the organizer came. Yeah. But 
it, that can be embarrassing and make people real vulnerable. So mm-hmm. it's good that you're able to just do that and make them feel, you build those relationships to give them that comfort level. Yeah, absolutely. It's okay. And what's interesting is people always think it's worse than it is. Mm-hmm. Because of course, I mean, you know, what you see online, what you see, you always see it the best of everybody. Yeah. So you're automatically assuming that the space that I've walked into is the worst version of it. People always apologize. They think it's so bad, but it's never as bad as you, as they are thinking it yeah. is. Right. It's like, okay, it's just stuff, is, a lot of stuff is everywhere. I did one, um, a pantry a couple weeks ago that the dad happened to be home when I finished and he was amazed that I could have even possibly fit everything in but that's because there was so much um, packaging. So he just automatically assumed there's no way you're going to make this all fit. But so much of what I was dealing with was the packaging of stuff, the plastic that is sticking off the top of a, of a bread bag or a chip bag or oh. the box that all of your Costco granola bars are in. Well, if you take all that out, that's so much bulk that you're eliminating. So he felt like... They felt like they needed to apologize. Oh, look, it's so bad. But all I did was eliminate some of the packaging, and it was this, oh, it does all fit. <laughs> so, I mean, I, I guess that strayed from your question, but no, it, it's great. people always think that it's worse than it is. And if you just tidy it up or you categorize like with like, it, it fixes itself so much more quickly. I like that. I'm messy because of the packaging. Did you hear that? <laughs> so, since Wyatt and I have been together, it's changed him a little bit. Oh. I can be very OCD about things having its own place mm-hmm. and things like that. Um, I take her side. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay, right. Hey, fine, whatever. Well, even now, I'll try to like let it go. I'm like, it's okay. That can stay in the sink. It will take care of it. He's like, no, no, no. We have to do it now. Like he started to change. Um, so I'm not saying you can change all men. That's not what I'm saying. <laughs> That's a different podcast. Right. Right. But he has, he is totally a different person when it comes to cleanliness around the house and what he'll do on the spot to make sure he doesn't have to do it later. Mm-hmm. So if I want to, if I wasn't the OCD person I, I am, if I wanted to start um, organizing my home, like a DIY kind of thing, how, what's your recommendation on where to start with that and how to go about doing it? Okay, that's a really great question. And I feel like if I could kind of make a general, so that I'm not focusing on just one particular room, I would say, for one, it would be to streamline as much as possible. So in a closet, that might be hangers. In a pantry, that might be the baskets that you use. Or um, in a cupboard drawer or um, a kitchen drawer, it might be that the divider you use, they all look the same. So I would say streamlining visually makes everything look better. And then for two, I would say um, put like with like. I know that sounds very obvious, but there might be pens all over your house. 
I don't think that every single pen in your home needs to be in one drawer because obviously you might need one in your desk or you maybe you keep one in your nightstand or whatever. Yeah. But if you have pens all over your home, there's no need for that. Find the the amount of pens that you need, put them all in a drawer. So like with like. Or your spatulas should, for the most part, all be together or in your closet. All of your denim should be together. Oh. And that's a quick thing. So like, put all your shirts together, put all your denim together. You can go further than that and be really, like you say, OCD about it, and that every denim is facing the same direction. Waistband on the left, leg on the right. Because it makes even that much more of a difference. And they're all on the same type of hanger. It can be a dollar store white plastic hanger, or it can be a fancy velvet huggable hanger. But if you streamline the look of the room and put like with like, I feel like those are the two main ways to do that. That's great. Hmm. I've got a, a holy cow kind of question. <laughs> <laughs> what happens after you've done this amazing organizing job Everything's labeled or maybe color-coordinated, what have you, and then I'm looking for something, and I don't know where it is. Can I call you and be like, where did you yes. put that in my do you house? Know, do you know, okay, that is almost always the last thing I say to people is, please, please call me or text me if you want to know where anything is. I, I usually will try to... Obviously the labels help. Yeah. The other thing that I will do for my clients is I will take a picture of the room that I've done and I will um, put text over it, like in my picture app or whatever. I will just type text of like what I put in those bins or what I might've put where, um, or I probably have it in my head. Like literally <laughs> this morning, my client from Friday texted me and said, you know those two gray sweaters that were downstairs? By any chance, do you remember where you put those? And I said, well, I believe that you told me that those were two sweaters that you were going to return. So I put them in the hallway under the post-it note that said returns, because I know I'm coming back. So I'm Look started that. the project. It was what? not a complete project. So I'd start the project okay. the, yeah. on Friday uh -huh. and I'm coming back tomorrow. So. We had post-it notes all along the wall that was it was returns, try on, give away, and maybe were the post-it notes on her wall. <laughs> well, when she told me she was returning these two sweaters, I put it under the return post-it note. Of course. Where in her head she was like, No, these were these were downstairs on the kitchen counter. So then I said, you know, I'm so sorry I moved those, but in my head you told me they were returns, so I moved them to the return post-it that we had in the hall. Uh. So we're ready to go tomorrow. But she wanted to return them today. <laughs> so she did text me, and I told her they're under the return posted, I think. And then she texted me back. She's like, they are exactly where you told me they were. Exactly. Exactly. Oh, my gosh. So usually I can remember. I can't always remember. I, I've had somebody else text as well that said, do you know where, um, the, where you moved the trash bags? And I said, well, the trash bags were under the sink when I started the project and I left them under the sink because that's where they made sense. And she's like, there they are <laughs> under the sink. Like, no, they were already there. She's I put them there. 
Yeah, she was impressed with herself. Yeah, like, she said, I kept trying to tell myself, what would Kate do? What would Kate do? What would Kate do? Oh I'm like, no, they were already under the sink where most people keep their trash bags. She's like, I did good then, huh? Yes, I'm very proud of you. <laughs> it's just, just so funny. So she automatically thought, because Kate came in and had changed the rest of her life, that Kate must have moved the trash bags somewhere else, but they were exactly where she had already put them. And it sounds like everyone needs a Kate. Everyone right. needs a Kate. <laughs> it's like, what would Kate do? Exactly. Oh my goodness, my goodness. Well, let's just take a moment to appreciate your uh, your outfit today. Yes. Uh, uh, everything from the sleeves and your shirt that you have under there, it's, it's very wine-esque, and your shoes, we will Dead. have- on Look match the menage a trois. Unbelievable. <laughs> we, these are beautiful uh, patent leather, uh, wine colored shoes. They're high gloss. And we will have a photo of those on the, on the website. Oh, for sure. Wonderful. I yes. think that's great. And can we talk about how you noticed all that? Yeah, well, you know, uh, I am gifted, as she said, in certain areas, not in cleaning, but I am gifted in many others. Exactly. <laughs> I feel great about that. Thank you. Well, hey, we Come all on. have different gifts. Mm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> Most guys do not notice how the shoes match the wine. Uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> so I love to always ask about a tough client or a tough deal. What? Because we often learn the most from those. Mm -hmm. what, what was a tough one for you? What, what were you go, hey, you know, I just want to give up right now, but I'm going to stick with it, with this yeah. person. And then somehow they go, I'm so glad you didn't give up on me. Mm -hmm. And so it's rewarding. It is. Yeah. Oh, for Maybe. sure. Yeah. I mean, I guess I, ha I have a few different examples because I am really hard on myself. So I've, I've been in a closet where I've tried to move the shelving on my own. And I kind of thought to myself, like, oh, I shouldn't have tried to move this on my own. And so I've had that moment where I've been frustrated with myself, but it wasn't about like, that I had a tough client or anything like that. But um, freshly in my head, I have the client that I worked with yesterday, the most gorgeous walk-in custom-built closet. I mean, we have been looking forward to this for weeks. It finally got finished. We had a whole day dedicated to it. We go to hang the tops on the higher rod in the closet and her shirts are hitting the lower rod oh. by like five inches. Ooh. We're not saying that like they're skimming the rod. And we're talking her shirts are completely hanging over oh. the rod. And oh. this might sound so ridiculous, but both of us were like, no. Oh. <laughs> because we were just so excited to work in there and have it be like this work of art when we were done. And basically we need to go back to the builder or she needs to go back to the builder and say we've, we've got to raise these rods or raise one and lower one so it was just it was so defeating on my part and it was so defeating on her part so it's funny how we were both kind of defeated at the same time and immediately i had to make sure that it was my job to to change mindsets mm -hmm. like okay it's an easy fix we'll ask the builder to raise the rod and because I watched her get defeated oh, yeah. because we had both kind of built it up. Mm -hmm. But I needed to make sure that like the, the closet's going to be perfect when we're all done with it. We just have to ask the builder to, we have to ask the builder to come on Monday and move the rod. Right. So today we're not going to walk out 
of this closet having it being a work of art. We're just going to tell ourselves that they'll come back and raise the rod, I'm hoping, <laughs> so that her shirts fit in. It's something so small, but to us it was like this defeating thing that after weeks of waiting for the closet to be done. So it's not that I have had any bad clients or bad experiences. It's just little stuff that like that where you you have an idea in your head of what it's going to look like or how it's going to go or how things are going to fit. And guess what? The, the dividers from Container Store are 10 by 15 and your drawers are 9 by 14. So we're going to have to go somewhere else other than the Container Store. It's stuff like that where I just, I haven't really had any experiences where where the client was difficult or the situation was really bad. It's just little stuff that you get in your head, how it's going to turn out, and it just doesn't always turn out the way you expect. But at the end, but in the end. Exactly. Well, that's the other thing is that I think that because of whatever, social media or magazine spreads or Pinterest, you think that everything's going to always be catalog worthy and it's going to be done quickly where we should have gone into yesterday thinking that this easily could be a three-day project. But we were so excited about the closet being done that we went into it thinking that it was this one-day project and it just wasn't realistic to even have thought that from the very beginning, that everything takes a whole lot longer. I mean, we're, we're literally taking every item off of an old hanger and putting it on a new hanger, which sounds like it's nothing, but it takes time to take every single item and we should have, well, I should have as the professional known that by the end of the day, we might not have gotten everything in the closet done. Yeah. So it's about expectation. And it doesn't help that you have all these examples of incredible looking pantries and closets and catalog worthy pictures that not everything's always going to play out that way. And no wire hangers. <laughs> no, oh, now I do agree with that. Absolutely no wire hangers. Now, if you're bringing in your dry cleaning, they're welcome. <laughs> but that should not be the hanger that you are using on a day-in, day-out basis. So just to kind of give background, why should people not be using wire hangers? <laughs> I think just because of the, the look of it. Mm -hmm. Because I, it just is not... If you go into a closet and some of them are hangers that you had in college that were hot pink. And some of them are store hangers that actually <laughs> oh have God. the size label on them. Yes. And some of them are wire hangers. And some of them are those yarn wraps that your grandma gave you. When she... <laughs> it looks awful when it's that combination. Mm -hmm. If you have a hundred yarn wrapped hangers from your grandma, use them. But if you don't have all the same, it's just gonna look modge podge. I am not even talking about an investment. You can go to dollar store and get plain white hangers. I do this as a profession and plain white like the plastic plastic okay. white hangers is what I have all of my shirts on in my closet. That's completely fine. It doesn't have to be an investment, but they are all the same. They're all white. Not some pink, some blue, some wire, some plastic. It's just it's a 30-minute project that will change the look of your closet completely. If you'd like to be an on-air guest, ask questions, give ideas, or feedback for the podcast, 
Sign up on our website at corkscrewsandcontracts.com and let us hear about it. If you're in the Nashville area, please join us for the monthly Middle Tennessee Investors and Wholesalers Network Happy Hour. Two hours of pure networking and deal making. You'll meet brand new investors and wholesalers all the way up to those that buy hotels. You can find more information and sign up on our website at corkscrewsandcontracts.com. Don't miss it. What's your favorite room in the house to organize? I, I, I feel like my answer has to be closet just because I'm such a clothes person. I'm such a fashionista that that's always what I'm drawn to. But I have had a lot of fun with pantries and I've had a lot of fun with playrooms. I've done a couple playrooms and it's just fun to know that you kind of get to be a part of a little kids gonna come in and think that this is just the greatest thing their clothes or clothes that their toys are done a certain way so I've been having a lot of fun with playrooms but I think that my favorite's always going to have to be the closet so I would have never thought about organizing a playroom mm-hmm. well I don't have kids so that might be why but you think about kids coming in and just playing mm-hmm. and not thinking about putting it back so you don't think about organizing that in the beginning because mm-hmm. it's not going to last but the value in that is you can teach your kids to put stuff back where it goes. That's what I was going to say. Because if you didn't say it, I was going to say it. Mm. That's what I will end up telling clients. Because if, especially if you've invested the money and mm-hmm. time in into having me come out, I leave. And then habits have to be put in place. I want to make sure that I'm doing my best, that it's an efficient system when I do leave. So a playroom that I had last week. We, she has a, a five-year-old and a two-year-old. So one is at the stage of learning words. So we put labels on everything that were pictures of what was inside and the word of what was inside. Because the five-year-old is probably learning what that word is. Like maybe it says dolls or food or train and she's learning that word. But then her youngest, obviously has no idea what the words say, but the picture on the label was a picture of the wooden train. So he still can play a role, because parents are, a lot of times will be like, well, my kid can't pick that up. Yeah, they can. So if you show them this, you see this bin, this has the train on it. See the train? Put the train back in the train box, that they can absolutely take ownership of that, of putting stuff away. And not only does that help you as a parent, mm-hmm. but that helps your child when they become an adult because they learned at a young age how to clean and organize. Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure. Great. For sure. I mean, I'm all about trying to instill these habits in kids, teenagers, and a lot of times I have to do it with the adults too that I have to say. I mean, I can put them on these hangers, but you have to, when you do your laundry, you need to put them back on that hanger or you're going to put you're gonna put that shirt on a wire hanger and welcome it back into your closet. Oh, <laughs> oh no. Can you put some pictures together for me? I, I think that's a good idea. I'm not you even catch on quick. Oh, it's yeah. fine. oh thanks. <laughs> thanks. Thanks. Um, anything funny you wanna share that you didn't expect to happen or just just something you think back on and laugh about with what you've done so far in your career? Oh, I've gotta think about that. I do think it's funny. Last week I came, obviously what I do, it, it's somewhat physical. You can get kind of dirty. So especially as being the, like I said, I'm kind of a fashionista. I love to dress up. 
Well, in this job, a lot of times you can't. Well, I came to a client last week. I was going to be at her house Monday and Wednesday. And I came on Monday and I had like cute pants and rain boots and a scarf and whatever. And I walked in and she goes, okay, so we'll put all the stuff in the pot on Wednesday. Because so the second I walked in the door, she was like, yeah, you're not dressed for moving all the stuff into the pot. So we hadn't had a plan necessarily to do it that day. But we knew that we had Wednesday and I'm sorry, Monday and Wednesday scheduled. So when I walked in the door, she's like, oh no, you're far too cute. We'll do the packing on Wednesday. Like, okay, note to self, on Wednesday, I will wear yoga pants and tennis shoes. I'm with you. It is hard for me to dress down. Mm -hmm. I like to look cute. Yep, so exactly. So I just, I have to tell myself that it, I have to be okay wearing tennis shoes and a ratty pair of yoga pants and my hair up in a bun and, and not be cute that day because sometimes you're working in attics and sometimes you're working, like in, for her case, we're moving everything from her front room into a pod because she's getting work done in her house. We just, sometimes it's, it's dirty and I want to show up in a in a pencil skirt and a blouse, but I don't, but I would like to. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, you'd mentioned that the, one of the more important parts and, um, is to say, hey, listen, be proud of what you're doing with your home where you're organizing, mm -hmm. because yeah, uh, it's, it's hard to compare with someone else's outside mm -hmm. that you see online or what have you. Mm -hmm. um, what, any, any parting messages for people that are saying, hey, I kind of think this is a really cool idea. Uh, where do I get started? And, you know, um, I'm still kind of hard on myself, though. Mm -hmm. yeah. I would say the number one thing is you have to do what works for you. Mm. I mean, gosh, that could be over any aspect of your life. But it is so easy to look at, especially some of the more famous things that are kind of out in you're noticing them more, you might want to completely color code your pantry. That Maybe that doesn't work for your family. Or when you see that file folding and saying thank you to all of your clothes as you get rid of them, that's what's out in front of you right now. If that does not work for you, you don't have to do it. You don't have to do it. Find a system that works for you. If you want to try that and see if that works for you, that's great. But I just don't feel like you have to live your life based on Pinterest or Instagram and what people are putting out there. Have that be maybe your motivation, but do what works for you and your family. Because different systems are going to work for different families. I have a, a, a single mom who is, she does not cook. She does not cook. Mm. She wants her baggies in the the top drawer next to her stove. Most families probably have spatulas and ladles and things like that in that drawer. And it's fine that she doesn't. She doesn't cook. So wow. she, yeah. so she feels like it's that? automatic that we would all judge her that she doesn't want to keep her spatulas there. But that doesn't work for her. So if, if my whole job is to make people's lives run a little bit more efficiently or run a little bit better, it's all about what works for you and your family and the season that you're in right now. Give yourself a little grace. Hey, Kate, thank you so much for being with us today. I appreciate it so this much. Thank awesome. you for having me. We're going to put your info on our website and on socials, but what's a great way for people to get a hold of you? My website is organized65.com. Mm -hmm. 
and I'm probably most active on Instagram and that's Organized65. I'm kind of Organized65 wherever you want to find me. Okay. Great. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Cheers. Cheers. This has been a production of Corpse Crews and Contracts. Podcast copyright 2019.